0: but it doesn't have to be complicated. Today, we are going to be talking about cravings. I'm going to break down what cravings are and where they come from, the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger, and I'm going to be giving you some actionable steps that you can take to stop your cravings from sabotaging your weight loss goals. So I truly believe That, unless you really understand how your body works, you'll end up just getting confused by all the random do's and don'ts that are circulating out there that may or may not work for you. Knowing how your body works and why it does what it does is really empowering. That's how you learn to take control over your cravings so that they're not controlling you. That's how you make the best decisions for you. And really, That's what this podcast is all about, to educate and empower you to learn how to take the best care of yourself. So if all you crave is kale and broccoli and apples, you can totally skip this episode. Because today I'm going to focus on the cravings that we have for carbs, sugary foods, and processed foods. Because these are the types of foods that we crave that can have a really negative effect on our health and our weight loss goals. Let's start with where cravings come from. okay? Cravings can come from physical, nutritional, mental, emotional, and hormonal needs. And they can be triggered by a lot of different things. There's a difference between being hungry and craving something, which I'll go into in a little bit more depth in a bit. Sometimes cravings come from habits. For example, you may have a habit of always having something sweet after your meal, or you may have a habit of always eating popcorn when you watch a movie or eating a pint of ice cream after a long stressful day. That becomes your go-to habit in the form of a craving. Sometimes a craving can come from your environment. Like when you see something on TV, on a cooking show or a baking show, and all of a sudden you start to crave whatever it is that you see, right? That sparks your cravings. Sometimes your cravings come from your emotional needs. For example, having a really stressful day at work will trigger a need for pleasure or relief or relaxation. And that can come from food because eating releases endorphins, which are the feel good chemicals in our brain. And that triggers our rest and digest nervous system to get activated. This is why stress eating is problematic. Because it's a coping mechanism for so many people, but it's not a healthy coping mechanism. It can literally take you from the fight or flight sympathetic nervous system response into the other direction. Also, when we're stressed, our body produces stress hormones like cortisol, and that actually triggers our cravings for sweet, salty, and carby foods. And so it puts you into this vicious cycle one of the things that I've really dived deep into when I've worked with emotional eating clients is the idea that you may not actually be craving food. You may be craving something on an emotional level that you're turning to food for. So without getting too woo-woo today, cravings can be a manifestation of our unmet needs. So when you feel this strong craving for ice cream, ask yourself if you're craving something that food actually can't provide, like relaxation or a distraction from what you're dealing with or a deeper connection to something or to someone. Personally, I tend to crave sweet foods a lot. And this is usually when I'm craving intimacy because yes, I'm craving sweetness, but not necessarily in the form of food. So let's talk about how cravings are different from hunger. Just because you're experiencing a craving doesn't mean you're actually truly hungry, even though we can sometimes use the words interchangeably. For example, have you ever said, oh, I'm really hungry for pizza or french fries or fill in the blank, but you aren't necessarily hungry, right? You don't necessarily have that feeling of an empty stomach or hunger pangs or stomach growling or feeling low energy, which is what we feel on a physiological level when we haven't eaten in a while. Yet, sometimes we use the words, I'm hungry for, when what we really mean is that we have a craving for something specific. Because the reality is, and I say this to my son all the time when he says he's hungry, but he only seems to want one particular thing. When you're truly hungry, you'll eat whatever's available. So you may not necessarily be hungry, You're just craving that particular food and it's just as psychological as it is physiological because something is triggering that desire in your mind. Research shows that many of the cravings that we have are tied to our gut microbiome. And here's the thing about gut health that often gets overlooked. If you want to be fit and healthy, you need to have a healthy gut you can't be a healthy person with an unhealthy gut. Why? Because a big part of our immune system is tied to our gut, and it's in our GI tract. Your gut wall houses 70% of the cells that make up your immune system. So everything from digestive problems to allergies, arthritis, irritable bowel syndrome, acne, chronic fatigue, mood disorders, autism, dementia, even cancer, can actually be caused by gut problems. Your gut has a lot of important work to do throughout the day, including breaking down food, absorbing nutrients, keeping out toxins, and producing nutrients. So gut health literally affects your entire body gut health can be a whole episode on its own, but I wanna make sure that we cover the basics so that we have a good understanding on how this inevitably affects our cravings. Research shows that gut microbes actually play a significant role in influencing the physiological response that we have to food and why we crave certain foods. Because these microbes that are inside the gut microbiome are dependent upon what it is that we're eating, Whatever bacterias are growing in our gut need more of that bacteria to continue to survive and to thrive. Our body's main job is to keep things alive. And when we talk about good bacteria and bad bacteria, it's often the bad bacteria in our gut that we're basically fertilizing with the foods that we crave. That's why sugar cravings can be so powerful and addicting because the bad bacteria needs more things that are high in sugar, that are easily fermentable, and keep that bad bacteria in your gut alive. So you're not just imagining things. Your gut literally just wants to keep that bacteria alive. And in order to do that, it wants more of it. So you find yourself in a vicious cycle of craving the bag of chips. So you keep eating the chips, and you keep craving more chips, and this keeps going on and on and on. These bacteria in our gut are living organisms. If they're getting what they need, it's easier for them to grow and thrive. And for many of the bad bacteria, they grow and thrive off of carbohydrates and things that are high in sugar. Another thing that's important to know is that the brain and the gut are connected. In fact, the gut is often referred to as our second brain. They're connected through our bloodstream. So back to cravings and the gut-brain connection. Dopamine and serotonin are produced naturally in our body, and they are responsible for regulating our mood and happiness. So if you get too much or too little dopamine or serotonin, you're going to experience mood swings. Most people think that these things occur in the brain, but actually, more than 50% of your body's dopamine is produced in your gut, and 90% of your body's serotonin is produced in your gut. Both dopamine and serotonin are known to have a direct correlation with regulating our behaviors, specifically behaviors that make us happy or that soothe addictive behaviors like overeating or cravings. So, when dopamine and serotonin levels become imbalanced, they can create intense food cravings. Our appetite and our hunger are actually regulated by our hormones, specifically leptin, ghrelin, neuropeptide Y, and insulin. Have you ever felt like you're never able to get full? Or you suddenly have an insatiable appetite for no reason? If so, that's because. You have a hormonal imbalance, and your hormones are not signaling to your brain the way they're supposed to. So, in order to curb our cravings for carbs, junk foods, sugary foods, processed foods that just make you crave more of those same exact foods, we need to start with regulating our hormones and improving our gut health. So, here are six quick tips that you can start implementing to decrease your cravings and manage your appetite. Number one is to get enough sleep. I know, I know, you're busy. You need to wake up an hour earlier or stay up late to get shit done. I know. But hear me out. When you're sleep-deprived, your hormones get out of whack. Add to that, when you're sleep-deprived, dopamine and serotonin both decrease. And then guess what happens? We crave foods. And we aren't craving kale and celery we crave a blueberry muffin or a coffee cake or a cinnamon roll we crave carbs and foods that throw our hormones off and we go back into that vicious cycle that we just talked about so get enough rest i'm sure you've heard that lack of sleep causes weight gain this is why poor sleep can increase your appetite slow down your metabolism Cause your cells to become insulin resistant, which then means more sugar stays in your bloodstream, and then your body produces more insulin. So, this makes you hungrier, and it tells your body to store more calories as fat, and we don't want that. So, if you want to get control over your cravings, and if you want to lose weight, you need to make sleep a priority. Number two, learn how to reduce your stress levels. Stress is one of the biggest causes of hormonal imbalances in women. I know you don't consciously choose to be stressed. I also know that it's not an easy fix. But the fact is that stress can make you crave processed and sugary foods. Stress can make you gain weight. Stress can make you sick. And stress can kill you. So start by looking at your stress levels from every area of your life and then choose one thing to work on at a time. We're not looking to completely overhaul your life overnight, one step at a time, one percent better each day. Look at your relationships, your home life, your job, your partner, your kids, and evaluate how stress shows up and then come up with a plan. I'll tell you what worked for me, journaling and meditation. If that's new to you, you can just start by breathing mindfully. Start with deep belly breaths. When you start to feel stressed out, just take a moment and take a deep breath in through your nose, filling your belly with air. Hold it for a count of seven, and then exhale all the breath out from your mouth slowly for a count of eight. Do that several times a day, and this will actually help with the stress and anxiety, and it will also help you sleep better. Number three, don't restrict your calories. When you restrict your calories, your hunger hormones go into overdrive and your cravings get even more intense. This is why traditional diets just don't work. So stop stressing and worrying about counting calories or restricting calories and instead focus on the quality of the foods that you're eating and whether you're truly hungry. Which leads us right to number four. You don't have to eat all day. If you like to snack or graze food throughout the day, just remember what that does to your hunger hormones. If you're eating all the time, even if it's just small snacks, your hunger hormones become numb to signaling your brain that you're full. That's just the reality. Tip number five is something that has really helped me with my cravings for sweets, and that is to drink flavored water. Whether it's infusing fruit into my water or adding one of those flavored packets or drinking flavored sparkling water, I find that it not only fills me up, but it also satisfies my desire to have something sweet. And my last tip to stop your cravings is to eat more healthy fats. It may sound counterintuitive, but it's not. Healthy fats will help you curb and control your cravings. It also improves your gut health. And in some cases, it helps to transition your metabolic process from burning sugar to burning fat and reducing your hunger hormones. Now, keep in mind, I said healthy fats. Not all fats are created equal. Healthy fats can be found in avocados, cheese, eggs, dark chocolate, extra virgin olive oil. Fish like salmon, trout, mackerel, sardines, herring, nuts, coconuts, coconut oil, and chia seeds. So if you find yourself craving pizza and burgers, it could be that your body actually needs more healthy fats. So now you understand how cravings work and you know that it's not just in your head. It's both in your head and in your gut. At the end of the day, cravings aren't good or bad. I know a lot of times, especially when it comes to our health, things can be really polarizing. Good habits versus bad habits, good foods versus bad foods. But I always say this. Let's look at it holistically. Cravings can be an indicator and a reminder to check in with yourself and make sure that you're taking good care of yourself. So you can ask yourself if there's something missing in your self-care practice, like in the case of emotional hunger or emotional cravings. Are you really just craving peace or relaxation or joy? Or could it be that you're being too restrictive or limiting with your food choices? Check in with yourself and see what part of your life or your body might be trying to get your attention through those cravings. Doing this will help you become more mindful. And when you make mindful choices, you're coming from a place of respecting your body and treating it with kindness by choosing the best foods for you so that you can achieve your health and your body goals. I created a free cravings cheat sheet that you can download for ideas on what foods you can swap out when you find yourself craving sugary foods, salty foods, bread, or pasta. Just go to www.eva.fit forward slash cravings and you'll get the free download right there. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in this week and trusting that none of this has to be complicated. At the end of the day, I want you to feel empowered to know that you can have the health, the body, and the life that you desire. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tag me on Instagram while listening at It's Eva Rodriguez so that I can support you along your journey. I'll talk to you next week.